This episode of Stories of an Extraordinary Industry is brought to you by Dins Deck Roof Boards. To learn more, go to dinsdeck.com slash stop callbacks. Welcome to Stories of an Extraordinary Industry podcast, a production of the National Roofing Contractors Association. I am your host for this episode, Crystal Ribble. This podcast is all about telling stories that would make you proud of the great things being done by the roofing industry, and you might learn something along the way. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you like what you hear, give the podcast a thumbs up and a rating on whatever platform you are listening. Our last podcast chronicled the story of Hillary McPartland, who took over her family roofing company from her father in Santa Fe, New Mexico. She is a prime example of a woman who loves physical labor and looked for opportunities to work on the roof herself, which ultimately led to her one day running the company. Hillary's desire to hire more females has been successful on some fronts and challenging on others. Just as we long to see more people in general take up an interest in roofing at an early age, Hillary would be a prime advocate of making sure more young girls and women know about the opportunities waiting for them within the roofing industry. Our guest today is breaking many records in her short life thus far. She is making waves in her school, her city, and her state as a female teenager pursuing her dreams of becoming a roofer. And much like Hillary, she has her father to thank for giving her the passion to pursue this dream. Hi, I'm Mia. I'm 17. I'm from Indiana. Mia is your typical teenager, attending school each day and living with her family in Indiana. What is not so typical is how her interest in roofing came to be. And oddly enough, it started through her father, who wasn't a roofer at all. Mia's mother, Sonia, joined us to tell us all about their family. Well, my husband uh, was a cement mason by trade. Uh, However, he did work on roofs, um, putting down different materials, and I'm not exactly sure what they were, uh, but he did work on roofs at some point, but he would also... Uh, like to uh, expose our children to the things that he did. So he would take Mia from time to time on his job sites to show, you know, show both of our kids, you know, what they, what he would do as a living. It was very important to Mia's father to not only share with his children what he did, but instill in them an appreciation for hard work. Mia has some early memories of visiting job sites with her dad. I remember seeing a lot of like tools and materials and like a lot of different like new things that I've never seen or heard of before. Like I didn't know what proxy was and I didn't know what like uh, a sawzall and stuff like that or backshot. It was just all new and seeing it was like, this is kind of interesting. This seems like something I might want to do. I, I saw like being a hard worker gets you paid well. So I was like, that's, you know, I don't, I wouldn't mind working with my hands. You know, that's something I would rather do. Mia's memories on the job sites with her dad would have newfound meaning once the pandemic came. During COVID, um, he pretty much was working all throughout COVID. At first they were taking, you know, precautions and stuff and, um, just somewhere along the way, he, he ended up getting sick and, um, you know, he did pass away from the complications of COVID. 
My husband set a great example. My kids were able to see, you know, hard work pays off. Uh, sometimes, you know, you have to put in really long hours. Uh, my husband did not, you know, wear a suit. Uh, my husband had rough hands. He, you know, uh, always came home dusty. He showed our kids, you know, that hard work is nothing to be afraid of. Working with your hands is just as rewarding as working in an office. Um, it's whatever you're comfortable with. And my husband's comfort level was being in the field. You know, he was a superintendent at the end of his career. He had a lot of responsibilities. His phone was always going off, uh, always on the computer as well, uh, showing up at, you know, job sites or staying later. We call, I called him my little chemist. He would uh, do a lot of samples, floor samples of the different materials that he would present to different uh, interior designers. Did a lot of work at the Merchandise Mart. Uh, he did a lot of work. He actually worked on the floor at the Starbucks downtown Chicago. Uh, he did a lot of floors all over the city, but um, he was always very proud of his work. He was a perfectionist and he would not stop until he got it right. And my kids were able to see that, you know, he just always kept working to master his craft. So, you know, we were, you know, we were lucky to have him. Um, he did leave a big void. He showed our kids that hard work pays off. Hard work is nothing to be afraid of. Um, there's nothing wrong with getting your hands dirty. Um, and working in an office and working in the field is just as rewarding. And, you know, just you just work hard to master your craft. And and I think Mia just took an interest to that, just seeing that, you know, Mia saw that, you know, what he did in, in his industry um, kind of piqued her interest. Mia was able to start taking classes at a career center. And from there, her world was open to new possibilities. After seeing all the options, did she want to follow in her father's footsteps? At first, I did want to follow in his footsteps. Um, like, that's kind of what I was like, had my mind set on. But um, once I like got into like the the career center, I kind of changed my mind. I thought that like once I experienced all these new things, then maybe it would change my mind. And when I went to when I finally found out about the roofing, I was like, "This is pretty interesting. I think I'll try it out." And when my instructor told me I was the only person in Indiana to do it, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll just see where this takes me." The Career Center would bring about a whole new world for Mia and put her on a stage unlike any other she has seen before. When we come back, we will hear about her experience at the Career Center and just how far her Indiana roots are reaching these days. Your roof job from six months ago is calling, and it's probably not to say thank you. Remember when they said a coverboard didn't matter? That's because building owners don't always think about the battering their rooftops may take over a lifetime. Dens Deck roof boards help protect against routine foot traffic, future installs like solar panels or HVAC, catastrophic weather events, and fire. Make sure Dens Deck roof board doesn't get value engineered out of your next job. You'll strengthen your rooftops and your client relationships. Visit densdeck.com/stopcallbacks for more information. 
You enjoy roofing podcasts, so I want to introduce you to my friend, John Espenshade. He is the host of a podcast I love called Growing America's Roofing Workforce. John, tell us about this important podcast. Hey, Jared. Growing America's Roofing Workforce is all about answering this one simple question. What can we all do to help grow the roofing industry's future workforce? I bring an expert guest to discuss different ways to help recruit, train, and retain future members of the roofing industry. It's a fun and engaging conversation all about finding solutions to the roofing industry's greatest problem, finding and recruiting great talent. Listen and subscribe to Growing America's Roofing Workforce podcast. You will be glad you did. We have been talking with Mia and her mom, Sonia, about Mia's desire and drive at 17 years old to pursue roofing as a future career. She has proven to be a standout not only in her field of choice, but as a female inspired to do a predominantly male job. The career center she has been attending has given her the tools to get herself started, and we mean this quite literally. There's a bunch of high schools, um, but there is one specific high school. It's called the Area Career Center. And it basically has all these like occupations you can do, like dental, nursing, uh, trades, welding, etc. Um, and you can go there for your junior and um, senior year, but you have to apply and you have to have like certain grades and attendance, behavior. And so when I got in, um, I, like I said, I was determined to do what my dad did. And one time there was, we had this field trip to a carpenter center um, near my area. And that's when I first saw the roofing, like they had like a small little demo. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll check this out. And it was pretty interesting. Um, they had like an area where you could test it out and I tried it and they said I was really good at it. So that's kind of how it sparked my interest. Mia initially joined a class that was teaching a broad range of professions in the trades. But once she experienced some roofing work, she knew she wanted to hone in there. There was just one problem. In my um, career center, there's not like a specific area for roofing because in Indiana, it's still new. So I would, it's still technically in with the carpentry and masonry stuff. So. But I do have my own section in my sh- in the shop just for roofing and for me to work on. Did you catch that? There wasn't a roofing-specific field of study in her career center because Indiana hasn't added that to the curriculum yet. But because of her interest, she got her own corner of the shop dedicated to learning the trade she was growing to love, roofing. They had some of the team builders build uh, my mock-up and then... We had um, roofing companies donate some things, so I had my own little setup, and it's really nice. Everyone in Mia's world has done everything they can to set her up for success, to learn this trade early and learn it well. One way in which she is being invested in is by being able to participate in the Skills USA competition with other youth like her from across the country. So the competition is called Skills USA. I first found out about it at the Career Center because that's where it's um, from and for. You have to compete to get to higher levels. Um, So there's regionals, state, and then nationals. And if you win nationals every two years, 
they have world. Since because roofing is still new, I got basically a free ticket to Atlanta because no one else competed in Indiana for it. And that's where Nationals was in Atlanta. Um, it's about a week long there. It was pretty fun though. I really enjoyed my experience. They made four mock-ups and you have um, a period of time to work on it. You have to get up the flashing, you have to get up the membrane, um, seal T-patches and joints, and you have to do everything. Like they have like a paper and they're judging you while you're doing this and you have to finish that within the time period or at least get it done efficiently. I came in fourth. I was hoping to place top three, but shoot for it next year. A local roofing contractor noticed her interest and did what they could to help prepare her for the competition. When I started, you know, I had no knowledge of this whatsoever. Um, but I've gotten a lot of support in Indiana. There's this one roofer uh, company. He sent me a link to get me introduced to what roofing is, how to install it, what to do, the safety precautions for it. it definitely helped because in Atlanta, you have to take a quiz. Um, it does help to pass it. Um, and that, that definitely helped because it showed me like, you know, what tools is what and what safety precaution is, how far you should be from a, like the edge, etc. Mia's outcome at Skills USA did not give her the results she had hoped for the first time around, but she is determined to go back and place higher this next year. And while you would think she likes being the only one in Indiana competing, she actually has a different take on that. I hope this year that there are a little more competitors or people who are aware of this for future references. Um, I do have someone who has who at my career center who's actually interested in roofing. So it's actually kind of exciting knowing that someone is interested in this and wants to pursue it. When you love something so much, you want to share it. And that is exactly how Mia feels. She is hopeful other students and young adults will see the value in learning to roof and wants to encourage others to join her at Skills USA. Definitely is scary at first for not knowing anything, but I I'd say don't let that stop you, you know. There's you live so long and you never know what's going to happen. So if it's something you're interested in and you want to try out, I'd say go for it cuz you never know, you might enjoy it. Like I've, I didn't expect me to enjoy it as much as I did and wanting to go back as much as I do. Um, so I definitely say, you know, go for it. Try your best, even if you don't like succeed as much as you want to, you know, you gave it your all and that's what matters. You know, you're still learning. And what advice does Sonia have for other parents whose children may have interest in pursuing the trades? but more specifically, girls who want to pursue the trades. I would say support your kid. If your kid is telling you, you know, school's not for them or they're kind of like wishy-washy about what they want to do in the future, um, you know, look for uh, you know, trade schools that are available, um, apprenticeships, um, you know, because you don't, you know, you don't come out of high school and bam, you're in the union. It doesn't work that way. I mean, that'd be great, but that's not how it works. You have to, you know, you have to do your apprenticeship. You, you know, then you become a journeyman and, you know, so there's steps to it. 
Um, but encourage your child, cheer on your child, even though it, you know, it's, um, it's a, you know, predominantly male environment. Um, I always tell my kids, there's, you know, my, you know, there, you know, what a man can do, you can do. And if not better. And what does Sonia think Mia's dad would have said about all she has accomplished thus far? Oh, he would be so cheesy. He would have, he would have been the one to accompany her to Atlanta. It wouldn't have been me. It would have been him. And he would have gone, you know, all out. Um, as it is, you know, he, you know, uh, my husband never did anything, you know, when he, he would do something, he'd go all in. I think if he were to be around and see what Mia is doing, he would have her have all the tools that she, you know, could want for, um, you know, but, you know, life has uh, given us a different path. He's not here, but I, you know, we, we, we feel him. We know he's around and I know he would be damn proud of her. I know I am. I'm currently in my last year of high school. Um, after this, I want to either go into trade school or find internships to apply to or apprenticeships because it's either school or work. You'd be amazed at what people who work in with their hands in the different trades, whether it's roofing, carpentry, an operator, um, you know, if you have the right skill set and you are a good worker, it will take you far. It really will. It's no secret the roofing industry needs quality workers like Mia. It takes contractors to mentor, manufacturers to provide materials, and schools to open up their space. Collectively, we can solve our industry's greatest problem and attract the best and the brightest into the roofing industry. Mia is the perfect example. If you want quality workers, go pitch in where the quality workers are learning and you will find another Mia. Mia, we are cheering you on this year as you prepare for Skills USA and as you continue down the path to prepare for your future. Who knows? One day, you may be interviewed here as a CEO of your own roofing company, just like Hillary McPartland in Santa Fe. The sky is the limit, and we look forward to seeing all you do for our industry. Thank you, Mia and Sonia, for sharing your story with us. We applaud all you have done and continue to do to elevate the roofing industry. We could not produce this episode without the help from our sponsor, Densdeck. Go to densdeck.com slash stop callbacks to learn all about how Densdeck roof boards help protect against routine foot traffic, future installs, catastrophic weather events, and fire. And also, don't forget about Growing America's Roofing Workforce with my friend John Espenshade, where he and his guests help roofing companies attract and retain roofing talent. And take a roofing podcast road trip with Heidi Ellsworth on Roofing Road Trips. She is always sharing the latest news from the roofing industry. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone you know who needs to hear it and give it a rating in whatever podcast platform you are listening. This episode was written and produced for the National Roofing Contractors Association by Crystal Ribble and Advantage Music Production. I am your host for this episode, Crystal Ribble, and as always, be well, be safe, and be proud of this great industry.